What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and today we're going to talk about the wide receivers that I think have that elite league-winning upside. We just talked about the running backs. I think that was a few days ago, maybe a week ago. I don't know. Everything's kind of merging together. Days are turning into weeks. Weeks are turning into months. But all I know is that we got football September 9th. We got the Hall of Fame game tonight. So we got a lot of things really coming into place here. So we want to start getting ready for these redraft leagues so we can dominate our home leagues. And if you want to win in your fantasy leagues and you want that supreme fantasy football content, make sure you go down below, subscribe and leave a like. I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get straight into these wide receivers. Let's go. So I see a lot of these industry guys, you know, talk about, oh, this wide receiver has a lot of upside, but they're talking about, you know, they'll talk about like Marquise Brown, McCole Hardman, these guys that have weekly upside. But when we're, when we're targeting the upside, that elite ceiling, we want that 20 plus points per game upside. That is the average top six wide receiver, what they have scored in the last couple of years. In 2020, it was 20.4 PPR points per game. Those are the real difference makers at wide receiver. Those are the guys that are really going to give you that edge in fantasy football. Because when we look at that, the top six averaged 20.4 PPR points per game. The wide receiver 12 was Tyler Lockett. He scored 16.6 points per game. That gap from 20.4 to 16.6 is 3.8. And that same 3.8 gap from the average top six wide receiver to the wide receiver 12 is the same gap from Tyler Lockett, wide receiver 12, all the way to Tyler Boyd, wide receiver 37. So the wide receiver gets really flat after those top six guys. And we want to aim for those 20 points per game different makers. Those are the guys or difference makers. Those are the guys who are going to win you championships. You're not really gaining a, a big edge from wide receiver 12 to 36. So when we're targeting these 20 point per game wide receivers, we want to go back in time and look at what, what did those wide receivers look like? Well, since 2013, there's been 14 wide receivers who have hit 20 points per game. We have Josh Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas. They all have this same build, this alpha wide receiver build. Pretty much they're 5'11 or taller. They're 195 pounds or heavier or 26 or more BMI. Now, I will say the few exceptions are Tyree Kill, Antonio Brown, and Stephon Diggs. But out of that whole list, 11 of the 14 were alpha wide receivers. So we want to target those big wide receivers because the big wide receivers, they get a, a heavier target share, a larger target share, and they score 20 plus points per game. So remember, when we dive into these wide receivers, we're going to aim for 20 plus points per game upside. We want them to be big alpha wide receivers. And remember, when we're focusing on elite upside, we're focusing on ceilings. So we're kind of piecing things together here to get to that ceiling. I'm not saying that this is going to be their mean outcome, their median outcome, but we're going to piece things together to see what does player X's high, high upside look like. Now we know at the top, we have Stefan Diggs, Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams. There's no reason to include them in this list. So we want those next guys that are going to join them in that first tier and score 20 plus points per game. And the first guy I want to talk about is the man who only fears God. I feel God. I feel God. I feel God, boy. I feel God, boy. I feel God, boy. DeAndre Hopkins. He's going at the 203 on underdog as the wide receiver five. And I think his case for 20 points per game is pretty easy. Uh, I don't really think that you have to do a lot of closing your eyes and doing all this kinds of imagination. Now, if you're one of those guys out here saying DeAndre Hopkins is out of his prime, he's slowing down. I'm not trying to hear any of that nonsense. Last year, he had 115 catches, 1,407 yards and six touchdowns on a 29.4% target share, which is number two in the NFL. He was the wide receiver five with 18 points per game. That's not slowing down numbers. This guy is still in the prime of his career. And here's the thing. He probably hits 20 points per game last year if he had some better touchdown luck. He only had six touchdowns on 1,400 yards. That doesn't really happen for these wide receivers. 
the last three times in his career that he's hit 1,300 or more yards, he scored at least 11 touchdowns. So if you give him 11 touchdowns last year, he's coming in at 19.9 points per game as the wide receiver four, if you do that math. You know, I had to go into the Google calculator real quick, get that all out, but 19.9 points per game. And that's just if he gets some touchdown luck in his favor. But the thing that people don't realize is Kyler Murray's injury last year went super under the radar. But it affected not only Kyler Murray, but it held back Hopkins. This is a great tweet from the boy Frank Amarante on Twitter. He said, Kyler Murray was the QB1 through week 10, then the QB15 from then on. So that's a huge, that's night and day. Kyler Murray was playing at a QB1 pace until he got hurt. He had like a shoulder injury or something that he was playing through, but like it obviously affected him. Then you look at DeAndre Hopkins. People underestimate how that injury affected DeAndre Hopkins. He was the wide receiver three through week 10. Then he was the wide receiver 20 from weeks 11 through 17. That's a massive drop off. During those first 10 games, Hopkins averaged 19.5 points per game. And you'd think he was probably scoring a lot of touchdowns. There. Maybe he scored five or maybe all six of his touchdowns came in those first 10 games. The crazy part is that he only scored four touchdowns in those 10 games, which was on pace for 16. So his, his touchdowns never slowed down. It was his targets, his catches and yards that slowed down as Kyler Murray slowed down. If we piece those two things together, we get a, a healthy Kyler Murray. And then you get a DeAndre Hopkins, who was already on a 19.5 points per game pace with a healthy Kyler Murray. Give him some touchdown luck. So he's in that like double digit range of touchdowns. And we're looking at a 20 points per game guy pretty easily. Now, this next guy, I've been drafting a ton of on underdog. He's going at the 211 at the wide receiver eight. I've been taking him as early as like the 206, 207, 205-ish. Justin Jefferson is a dog, man. And I'm going to focus on his ceiling here because I, I really want, uh, we're just going to do like kind of a, a light go through of his ceiling because I really want to do a solo breakdown of Justin Jefferson, go through his college days, what he did in year one and what we're kind of expecting forward. I want to do a, a deep, deep breakdown on Justin Jefferson because I do think he is this year's OBJ without all the nonsense off the field, without doing coke in the, in the hotel room and fucking around on the yacht with Victor Cruz and all those guys. Justin Jefferson seems to have, you know, his head on straight. And what he did last year was insane for a rookie. He put up 88 catches for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns, and he literally broke Anquan Bolden's receiving yards record. Bolden hit 1,377 yards, so that was the previous record. He hit that on 165 targets and 101 catches. Jefferson broke that record on 125 targets and 88 catches. That's 40 targets fewer and like 15 catches fewer. The guy is an efficiency machine. He was second in yards per route run behind only Devontae Adams last year. And he wins in all areas of the receiving game. He's a super polished route runner for a guy that's so young. He gets open at the 91st percentile against man, 96th percentile against press. People want to say that he's skinny, is a little bit undersized. He still comes in as an alpha wide receiver, but I've heard that before that he is undersized. He's beaten press coverage at the 96th percentile. He gets open. He makes plays. This is a guy that we want. And where does the upside come in? This is a guy going into year two. I made a video. There, there's this thing called the year two jump. Wide receivers going from year one to year two, they break out, they increase in target share, they increase in points per game. And we know that he's been efficient, but he's going to see a big uptick in volume this year. He wasn't even a starter until week three. There's a lot of meat left on the bone with Justin Jefferson. And in my year two breakout video, we found that wide receivers gained target share from year one to year two. And the guys that scored in Jefferson's points per game range went from a 23.5% target share to a 27.5% target share. That's a 17% increase. Now, if we just do some simple math and we give him that, that's the, the average increase. We give him the average increase. Jefferson goes from a 25% target share to a 30% target share in 2021. Now, again, we're focusing on ceiling, but if Jefferson hits a 30% target share, 
he is going to be a top three wide receiver in the NFL. And it's not that hard to see. He gets open at will. Adam Thielen's on the other side. He's going to regress. Adam Thielen is older now. I'm sure that they're going to start shifting things to Justin Jefferson. Those touchdowns that Adam Thielen got really lucky on. I think he had like 14 touchdowns. going to start shifting to Justin Jefferson. And I don't want to hear that he's small and not a red zone receiver. This is a guy that scored seven touchdowns. He scored seven with Jamar Chase on the other side of the football field. People don't understand how talented Justin Jefferson is. So I'm scooping him up all day. Now, this last one, I, I hate to make. I hate to make this last one. We have Calvin Ridley. And he was one of my best calls last year. It, my One of my first articles ever, I said he was going to be 2020's Chris Godwin. He crushed. You know, that was a, a great call for a young Ron Stewart in the budding fantasy football game. But the problem is with Calvin Ridley is I've done a lot of research since then. And all it all points that if you want to have those 20 points per game guys, you want those alpha wide receivers, those big wide receivers. The problem is with Calvin Ridley is that he's small. He's like six foot, 189 pounds, BMI, super skinny. But I think I'm planting my flag and saying Ridley's an exception. I think he is a Stefan Diggs, Antonio Brown type guy for two reasons. And one is because he's a stud route runner like they are. He beat man at an 89th percentile in 2020. He beat it at the 95th percentile in 2019. And Matt Harmon puts him in the same tier as guys like Diggs and AB. He, he says... This is, a, this is from a blurb in Reception Perception. He says, Ridley fits somewhere right along the Stephon Diggs, Antonio Brown axis of wide receivers. These are the smaller receivers that are such good route runners and separators that they can thrive as an offense's top receiver. Getting open is what matters most, and it's that skill that will carry Ridley as he officially takes over the top spot on the depth chart in the post-Julio Jones era for the Falcons. Then he also says that he was beating double teams at a 90.5% success rate, and once Julio was gone, those double teams ticked up and he was still just beating them 90.5% success rate, which is really wild just to absolutely obliterate double teams like that as a smaller guy is crazy. So uh, we now know that he is that kind of route runner. He's that kind of talent. And what really cemented it for me is reason number two, which is that we've seen it in the seven games without Julio, he averaged 20.5 points per game, which is exactly what we're looking for. And this is the crazy part. He got unlucky with touchdowns, just like D hop but he still got those points from yards and targets. He was on pace in those seven games. That's a, that's a decent sample size. And I'm not saying he's going to match these numbers, but I think that the touchdowns will get to a spot where he could see 20 points per game. He was on pace for 181 targets, which would have beat Stefan Diggs a league high of 166. So he's a good stud route runner. So he's a stud route runner. We've already seen that he can hit that wide receiver one ceiling 20 points per game without Julio. And now he's in an offense that's going to be pass heavy. We're going to see him have a monster, monster season. I think Arthur Smith is going to maximize this offense. I'm making the exception for Calvin Ridley. I know he's a smaller, slimmer guy, and I kind of have a bias against those guys, but I'm down to take Calvin Ridley in the early second this year, and that's the video. So make sure you go down below. Let me know if there's any guys I miss that you guys like as super high upside wide receivers that can make that jump into the 20 points per game category. I was going to include some of the later guys, but I already covered them. I think Chris Godwin could do that. I think DJ Moore could do that. I covered them in the uh, my top three bounce back wide receiver video. And yeah, man, let me know if I missed any of those guys. Let me know if you disagree with any of these, these wide receivers. Stay on the lookout for that Justin Jefferson video. That'll come in a few weeks. I got some, some, a lot of cool stuff planned for you guys on the docket. And I'm going to try and get as close to uploading daily as I can. I'm going to get super close. We're going to go six, six to seven videos a week and really prepare you guys for your fantasy drafts. So as always, make sure you go down below, subscribe, leave a like. And if you need some rankings for your home league draft, I'm telling you, you can go buy some nonsense industry guys draft guide for $25. But if you want rankings across the board my draft guide it's literally five dollars i'm telling you it is the best deal in all of fantasy i know a lot of you guys play dynasty too it has 
my one quarterback in Superflex redraft rankings, my one quarterback in Superflex dynasty rankings. Then it also has a spot in the Discord, which make sure you join the Discord. It's free anyways, but it has an exclusive spot in there where you can ask me trade advice. You can ask me on the clock advice if you're making a pick and you're like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. All of that is included for literally $5. So make sure you go check that out in the description, in the comments, and all of that. Now, as always, you can follow me at Ronstore underscore on Twitter. That's some super hot fire in these next couple of days. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Thirsty, thirsty, trying to choose. I mean, I know I'm pretty cool. My nitty bag, my kitty boots. I got the juice, I got the juice. Channel, Chatham's on. Foolies glad I'm on. Even my haters kind of glad I'm on.